This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLORGGZ, and with me today I have... Paul Piscrillo, the founder of TsunamiFaithful.com. And today we'll be discussing episode 3 of the Demon Slayer dub on Tanami. So, uh, boy, this was a really good episode. I, I liked it a lot. I'll be honest, like I, I really thought that um, this was probably the best episode of of the series so far that I've seen. Obviously, there's there's more to come, but um, I kind of actually thought the voice acting was really good in this episode, but we can kind of discuss that as we go along. Yeah, I guess uh, first we should just quickly recap this episode. So it kind of starts off with Tanjiro writing a letter uh, that we learn is supposed to be for Nezuko. And he's just kind of going through his entire, like, training regiment that he's now doing with Orokodaki. So, Orokodaki first starts off with, like, explaining what the Demon Slayer Corps are. They're a group of, de- like, people who just, like, literally slay demons. And, uh, there's hundreds of them around Japan. And their leader is a mystery. Uh, good old foreshadowing. <laughs> Um, but Orokodaki goes on to explain that for uh, Tanjiro to become a demon slayer, he has to participate in a thing called the Final Selection, which is an exam that will officially make him a part of the Demon Slayer Corpse. But it, before he can even do that, he has to go through some intense training. So Orokodaki basically puts him to the test and like just works him to death. <laughs> so he kind of goes through a lot of the similar uh, obstacles and traps they had to go through in episode two, but they're now ramped up. They're a lot more deadly and he has to like start picking up his pace and then like learning how to build up his stamina and strength, learn how to fight with the sword. And Orokodaki also teaches them about total concentration breathing, which uh, utilizes manipulating your uh, pulse and blood to give people like superhuman powers and this is kind of basically the main fighting mechanic of demon slayer uh basically all the different uh uh groups within the demon slayer corps have like different breathing breathing techniques and orokodaki specifically is water breathing so orokodaki starts teaching tanjiro the different water breathing uh, sword techniques and uh, kind of starts like slapping his like belly and chest whenever he gets them wrong which uh, ends up being really funny when animated because Tanjiro just starts like wailing in pain with a really comedic expression <laughs> um, but through all of this we also learned that Nezuko has actually been sleeping for well over six months and they can't figure out why that is uh, Tanjiro's kind of afraid that Nezuko might just wake up one day and is, like, dead. Because, like, Nezuko's literally not eating anything. And she's just kind of staying in this comatose state. But since there's nothing they can really do, they just kind of have her bundle up in a bed. 
just peacefully sleeping uh, while Tanjiro focuses on his training. And as Tanjiro's training starts to escalate and starts to master all of Orokodaki's teachings, Orokodaki gives Tanjiro one final test to cut a very giant boulder. Um, so it's kind of a bit tough to cut this thing because it's like large as heck and Orokodaki just kind of stops teaching Tanjiro anything at that point. So Tanjiro's basically on his own to try to cut this thing down. And while he's struggling, he eventually meets uh, two orphans that were also taken in by Rokodaki, Sabito and Makomo. Uh, and Sabito and Makomo kind of play this good cop, bad cop type uh, thing with Tanjiro. Sabito kind of like just beats him to a bloody pulp to train him while... Makomo kind of takes a lighter approach and tries to, like, explain to him why, like, his, like, sword techniques are weak or why, like, he has to improve. And this kind of goes through the course of several months and eventually Tanjiro kind of finally gains the mastery of his techniques to defeat Sabito in combat. But what's interesting about this is that Sabito and Makomo suddenly just up and disappear and when Tanjiro kind of realizes what's happening what he sees before him is that he's cut down the boulder and that basically sums up the episode the funny part of I found about this episode was um his sister the whole time like so and correct me if I'm wrong but this is over like a year and a half to two year period that he's training right Am I right about that? Yeah, so it's like, I think by the end of it, it's at least been like a year to a year and a half. Right, so I'm sitting here and I'm going, why is she still, uh, did, did she eat anything? Did, did she even move? Like, what what's going on here? <laughs> like, Yeah, she's just kind of there like a vegetable. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. And I, and I don't understand like what is going on here. I'm like, um, okay, um. We'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of how I was feeling about that. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed how they're kind of building this story around him and how they're uh, showing his progression. Um, I kind of like how they, they took this year and a half and they didn't really like rush it, so to speak, because there, there are anime series that will do that in the wrong way. Um Kind of another example of this is kind of like Promise Neverland. If you remember, I think it was the last episode of season one where they were, um, what was it? I think it was like a three or four months kind of thing, but they didn't do it in a way they did it in a way that was like, okay, you know, it doesn't really matter what happened in between there kind of deal. This was kind of the same way because it, it, it kind of relates to it in the sense that, you know, they, they did it in a good way. So that way you were kind of not like, well, wait a minute, what the hell was happening in a year and a year and a half? <laughs> because I mean, you got the, I mean, yeah, we're, we're still like scared about what, what, what's going on with his sister, but then you're like, okay, I, I can see that he's progressing. I can see that he's, he's, he's learning new techniques. And, um, by the way, what I was saying, what I was trying to allude to was, um, Max Middleton. That's his name, right? Max Middleman. Middleman, middleman. Yes. So his voice acting in, in, in here was, was really good. And 
you know, I, I kind of made the joke. I didn't put up on Twitter. I should have. But the fact that um, I was like, oh, look, it's Saitama in the mask. Oh, yeah. When I first heard him, I'm like, huh, this sounds familiar. Then I went on like Twitter to look up to make sure who it was. And uh, lo and behold, it was Max Middleman. And yeah, he, he did a really good job of Sabato. It, it sounded like how I imagined Sabito to sound. <laughs> I also like the fact that like every time... Every time that they were battling, Sabado just knocked him out. He's just like, okay, nope, you're done for the day. Have a nice day. He's so just like, he's just screw like, this. You go yeah. deal with it, Mako. And then he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Here, you go train him, okay? And then he's just like, <laughs> every time he's just like, she's really pretty. Just, just, just go ask her on a date, okay? Just do it. Please, just do it already. God. Get Tanjiro laid 2019. <laughs> <laughs> no, this isn't Parasite, okay? Yeah, I'm bringing in other Toonami shows into this. I, that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed this episode. Um, I kind of enjoy... I, I enjoy the fact that, like, that last battle with Sabado where he just, like, he didn't even start to wield to, like, to, to swing his sword and Tanjiro just, just like, sliced sliced a sword and then like all of a sudden now the rock is cut in half like that that was pretty awesome to me so i'm really interested to see what's going to happen in the next episode and what's going to be coming up in these these next couple episodes so yeah i really like in that scene uh particularly how it's just animated because it yeah. kind of looks like it's going in slow motion on both sides mm-hmm. but on tanjiro's side it's going in like normal pace and when you see Tanjiro finally swing his sword at uh, Sabito, it just has this really, like, uh, impactful, like, slicing effect to it. So it really kind of, like, just shows how far Tanjiro's abilities have come as, like, a swordsman. Right. Yeah, like, uh, when I first, like, uh, read the manga for these chapters, because this, uh, this adapts chapters four and five of a manga... I was just really surprised that it just kind of takes its time with, like, Tanjiro's training. Like, you've seen, like, a lot of series, like, they'll just kind of try to crunch everything in, like, a short montage or uh, try to have just showing, like, one particular training segment. But here it's, like, it's showing that Tanjiro's taking a long time to build up his strength. It's not something that he's getting overnight. He, he literally spends, like, a year plus training as a de- for to like become a demon slayer right and that, that's what i was c- kind of trying to say was is that it's nice to see how a half an hour episode was able to crunch in and you said it was two chapters of the of the manga right yeah so i mean it, it's really nice to see them actually take care with it and progress it into a nice 30 minute episode instead of just trying to like shove it in there you know what i mean and that's that's that makes a good show, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Especially like compared to a lot of the other battle series we've seen on Tanami in particular, like you see so many of them are trying to like jump out of the gate or just like sprint out of the gate to get straight to the action. Inuyasha <laughs> final act. That's all I gotta say. Like that that was that I mean it really it's funny because people have made have already started making pictures of this where Tanjiro is like challenging Inuyasha. It's kind of funny, but 
at the same time, like it, it, there is a relation there because this is, that's an example, like, and, and I'm not talking about the original series. The original series was fine. It was final act where I think it was like the first three or four episodes. They just tried to combine up a, a ton of stuff into these episodes and just did it in the wrong way, you know? And, and for a series like that, it just, it, it kind of, it, it really still bugs me to this day because I'm just like, dude, you could have done this so much better. But, um, <clears throat> So, you know, it's just really nice to see a series that's not that doesn't just have like nice animation, but also taking care with how they put the story into the anime and it shows. So and, you know, it, it also helps that the dub so far has been really good. Yeah, I mean, I think the dub so far has just been fantastic. And I think it's only helping with, I think, the overall engagement people are having with Demon Slayer, especially since... I think for a lot of people, the early episodes of Demon Slayer might be a bit slow because there's less action. But because the performances are so good, it kind of like makes you forget about that in the moment. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm really excited to see what what's going to come next here. Obviously, you know because you've read ahead, uh, cheater. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, I, I'm just interested to see what this series does. You know. Um, but, you know, I, I want to kind of talk about, like, the first three episodes all together, if you don't mind, for, like, two seconds. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Give us um, all your thoughts. So, you know, the, the thing that, I, that I've been enjoying – well, first of all, episode one. Let's, talk, let's start there. Like, episode one where, like, Tanjiro comes home to, like, your worst nightmare – and it, it it's really funny. The, the funny part about it was like it didn't really seem like it affected Tanjiro as much as it should. And I don't know if that's the that that's the same in kind of the manga, but it, I I don't know if you got that t- too from the English dub. But it was just like, okay, I think you should be feeling a little bit worse about this than what you are. You know what I mean? I mean, I think he was shocked about it. But at the same time, because Nezuko was still alive, he was more preoccupied with that than staying in kind of a shock state about all his family kind of being dead. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, yeah, I can get the whole shock thing. But then, like, it just seemed like as we go to episode two and episode three, like he's more concerned about his sister obviously and and for good reason you know he wants to get her back to normal but you know it, it's kind of like his family has taken like a back seat and i don't think he's dealt with that yet so i feel like that may if it doesn't play in this this first season of demon slayer that it, it may play a part in uh later seasons because you know it, it's it's you know it talking like real world issues i mean we're talking about a kid that just wit- didn't really witness but came home to a bloody mess where his whole family's dead. You know, that's that's like – that's relatable to like a soldier going over and fighting in Iraq or something and coming back because of – and having PTSD from all the horrors. At some point, he's going to have to deal with that kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat> so it, for me, it's going to be interesting to see how he psychologically – at one at some point deals with all of this because you know it, you know he can become as strong as he wants but he's going to have to eventually deal with the fact that hey 
I went to go do something, which obviously he was going to get money for his family and do what he needs to do. But at the same time, now you got this, you know, you got, you come home and if you had stayed home, you might've been able to defend your family and stop whatever killed them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say it will get kind of addressed in the later parts of the series. Not necessarily this first season, but in the okay. material that's covered afterwards, it starts kind of going more into kind of Tanjiro's mentality with like uh, not only how he feels about death, but also how he mourns death and how like death like haunts him in a way. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I figured this series, It's it, from what I've seen so far, it's, it seems like this series was going to go into that somehow. So I'm glad that they're going to do that because honestly, you know, to build this character properly, they would have to deal with that in some way. And it should. He should because if he's going to be the hero of this story, the hero has to deal with that to overcome and become stronger. So um, so episode one was was very interesting. Episode two um, where he's dealing with all the traps and all that. And, you know, he, he sends him up on the top of the mountain and says, if you can get through, if you can come all the way down before, you know, nightfall, I'll uh, train you or wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That was before the sun comes up. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, and he's like, well, I, I can barely breathe. This is not the type, you know, I'm usually in air that I can, you know, not as, is more air. And now I'm up in this mountain and I can't really breathe. So he, he gets, he gets really fucked up <laughs> in this attempt to come down the, the hill and basically almost gets pummeled to death, but is able to come down and overcome. And and it's interesting to see like how, see what like Johnny Young Bosch's character, um, what, what is his name again? Giyu. Giyu. So it's interesting to see like what Giyu is seeing from Tanjiro and his master is like, okay, now I'm seeing what Giyu is seeing and I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can make of this kid. And I mean, that kind of relate, that kind of goes into episode three because now we're kind of seeing, okay, this isn't the first time that he's trained. Well, in Tanjiro would be considered an orphan now, um, you know, an orphan, somebody's, and I'm guessing that um, Sabado and his sister, or not his sister, that that's that's they're not sis, they're not brother and sister. I'm sorry. Um, how you know both of them probably had the same thing happen where a demon killed their family and they became you know orphans. So I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern where you know this guy's like, okay, I'm going to use these kids, not use them, but I'm going to give them purpose now to avenge their families and become stronger people. And I, and I kind of like that, that theme that's going on here. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing something, but I, I think, I think that's kind of what I'm seeing so far. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I think like, at least like the family aspect is definitely, I think a big part of the series, like yeah, not necessarily like having a traditional family, but having like a, like the emotional equivalent of a family in some way. And I think, like, Urokodaki definitely kind of tries to do that with Tanjiro and, like, his other disciples, like, making them, like, a new family of sorts. Right, right. And, I mean, obviously, we know there's other characters coming up because, you know, they've put that up on Twitter and everything. So, we're going to have more people coming in and introducing themselves to Tanjiro. So, it's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm really interested 
to see Bryce's character because number one, he looks crazy. And number two, I, I just want to hear what Bryce is going to do with this character because I feel like it's just going to be like bonkers. Yeah, I mean, uh, Inosuke is a pretty uh, wild uh, character, so Bryce can definitely take him in some uh, interesting directions. Oh, God. <laughs> do I want to know? No, I don't want to know. You, you really, even if I told you, you probably wouldn't like believe that. It, Inosuke is a pretty like out there character. <laughs> okay, then. Well, I just can't wait to see the rest of the series because I, I feel like it's going to be good. I, I can't wait till we get to that one episode that uh, blew up on Twitter there. So, Oh, yeah, episode 19. That is going to be a fun one to talk about in uh, 16 weeks. Yes. Well, you know, hey, keep in mind, you know, Toonami will probably take a break. So I'm sure not take a break, but probably rerun something or hopefully play some movies or something. So let's guesstimate 20 weeks. then. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. So who knows, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I said everything I wanted to say about this episode. Do you have any, uh, final thoughts, Paul? No, I, I, I think I've, uh, said everything I want to say at this point. You know, it, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of talk about anything more since we haven't really gotten into like more of the meat and bones of this series yet. So, I'm just waiting for that to happen. I'll probably have more to say on the issue. So, Yeah, I mean, Demon Slayer only gets better and better with every episode. So I'm sure in the coming weeks we're going to have even more to talk about. But I guess for now we should uh, plug our stuff and get out of here. Paul, where can uh, the good people find you? Oh, they can find me everywhere because I'm crazy. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. And uh, you can email me, paulpascrillo at tsunamifaithful.com if you guys have any questions about this podcast or any of the things that we do at tsunamifaithful.com for that matter so well okay uh people can follow me on twitter at vlordgtz um you can find my more manga focused reviews over on old-comic.com and you can find my uh tsunami focused articles and reviews over on tsunamifaithful.com as far as the podcast is concerned, you can follow that on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, and you can also follow the podcast on a bunch of different uh, podcast platforms at this point. Yes, we just added Stitcher today, so um, you guys can enjoy it there. Um, and shout out to Anchor for being so great. I, I actually really like the platform, so I'm, I'm very happy with uh, how they're doing how they're helping us with this podcast. And I mean, it's all free too. So, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm all good with that. (laughs) Thank you, anchor. You are a blessing. And, uh, one other thing real quick, if you guys have any feedback about the podcast and it looks like about, I mean, we did a poll. It looks like like just over 60% of you really like the podcast. So that's pretty good. Um, but if you have some feedback and you want to hear some other stuff or you want to want these guys to do other things, cause I'm not going to always be on here. Uh, it's podcast at tsunami I'll make sure that I forward those emails to them and, uh, we will try to make improvements and make this podcast better for you guys. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that about does it then. So see you later folks. Peace.